the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's only one way that we can prove sincerity, and that is through our obedience. And so often we confess God with our lips, but deny Him with our lives. It's easy to recite a creed or theology. It's not so easy to choose the Christian life. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. This is a daily broadcast here on this station, and that's our teacher, Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. On the web at highlands.us, he's in the book of Matthew, and this entire series in the book of Matthew can be found on that website, again, highlands.us. And now with the wrap-up of Matthew chapter 7, here's Pastor Layton. Dr. J. Vernon McGee wrote, Folk talk enthusiastically about certain so-called miracle workers today. And they say to me, you can tell God is with them. Well, in light of these verses, can we be sure of that? The name of Christ is on the lips of many people who are leaders of cults and isms. And just to use the name of Christ in the Bible is not proof that a system is genuine. It is not the outward profession, but the inward relationship to a crucified but living Savior that is all important. These are the words of Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So neither proper doctrine or mighty works prove entrance into the kingdom of heaven. In the parallel passage found in Luke chapter 6, Jesus said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not what I tell you to do? There's only one way that we can prove sincerity, and that is through our obedience. And so often we confess God with our lips, but deny him with our lives. It's easy to recite a creed or theology. It's not so easy to choose the Christian life. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So religious words, works, preaching, casting out demons, performing miracles give no assurance of salvation. It is true that no one enters the kingdom of heaven because they were obedient, because all of us fall short. But it is also true that no one enters the kingdom who is not obedient. The determining factor regarding entrance into the kingdom is obedience to the Father's will. Jesus said, on that day, and he's speaking about the day of judgment, and on that day, the only thing that's going to matter is a person's relationship with Christ. Now notice how Jesus described himself. He described himself as judge on that day. He said, many will say to me, And to some, he's going to reply, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers who practice lawlessness. The Bible says we are saved by grace through faith. We are saved by grace. How do we get to the grace? Through faith. How do we know that the faith we have is saving faith? Well, the answer from Scripture is that saving faith is always accompanied by repentance. 
The word repentance simply means to change direction. You're going one way, now you're going another. You were going your own way, now you're going God's way. And when a person receives Jesus Christ as Savior, that person also receives them, him as their Lord and King. Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. A few verses later, For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. When we, when we receive Jesus Christ as Savior, we also receive him as our Lord and King. A kingdom is where the will of the king takes priority. Does the Lord's will take priority in your life? When he's our Lord and King, we repent from our sin. That is our rebellion against God's will. And we put his will first and foremost. Repentance is a heartfelt sorrow for sin, a renouncing of it, a commitment to forsake it, and to walk in obedience to Christ. It is more than mere sorrow for one's sin. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 7, For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow. But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance results in spiritual death. Just feeling sorry for our sins is not enough. We need to repent. At the end of his earthly ministry, from Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, Jesus said, Yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. There is forgiveness of sins for who? For all who repent. It is impossible to have true saving faith without repentance from sin. It is impossible to have Jesus as Savior and not as Lord. Jesus said, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them, will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. You know, it's appropriate for us to pause and reflect on the series of warnings that Jesus has given us in this chapter. In verse 13, he promises destruction for those who choose the broad way, and then he's followed up by a picture of fire burning up unproductive branches, and then a, a final and eternal rejection of the disobedience, and now he likens a man who hears the word and does not follow the word as building a house that is swept away by a vicious storm. Both the wise and the foolish built houses. They might have even looked identical. But only one would stand. Only the person who hears and does God's word will receive God's reward. The description he has for the storms are the same description in both cases. 
And the fact is that we're all going to have tribulations. Life is full of them. But a life that's built upon Jesus Christ will stand even in the midst of life's tribulations and the judgments of eternity. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. Jesus not only spoke with authority, he also acted with authority. In fact, in the next chapter, chapter 8, it describes some miracles that Jesus did who, which proved his authority. And the final and conclusive evidence of the authority of Christ is in his resurrection from the dead. He said he was going to die and rise again on the third day, and he did. Jesus Christ came to save us from our sin. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The wages of sin is death. We've all sinned. We all deserved to die. But the gift of God is eternal life. God put our sin on Jesus, who carried it to the cross and died to pay the punishment, the wages of our sin. That's the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Throughout the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus has described his expectations, and they are all above our ability to achieve in our own strength. We cannot save ourselves. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. No one is righteous, not even one. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 3, But now a righteousness from God, apart from law, has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption, the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith and his blood. The Bible talks about redemption. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, we say we have been redeemed. And, you know, redemption is a concept in California we understand. Because when we go to a grocery store and we buy a bottle of soda, on the bottle is this California redemption value. And when we redeem it, something that otherwise would have been considered worthless and destined for destruction is given a value and a new future and purpose because someone was willing to purchase it. Because of our sin, we were destined for destruction. But Jesus has given us a new purpose and a new destiny. The Apostle Peter wrote, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life that was handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Precious blood of Christ redeems us. His blood was shed on Calvary's cross. Lord, thank you for the clarity of your word that gives us instruction concerning all things eternal and important. And Lord, help us to live lives that bring honor and glory to you. 
and help us to share this good news with others who are seeking you. When you bring somebody across our path, we ask you to prompt us to open our mouth and you put your words in our mouth for that person. Thank you, Lord, for all you have done for us and continue to do throughout time and eternity. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. If you have any questions about what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, please reach out to us at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. You'll find all of our contact information on the website highlands.us. That's highlands.us. It would be a privilege to talk with you. And if you'd like to join the congregation on a Sunday morning or a Saturday evening, just check out the service times on that website. We begin with a service on Saturday evening, multiple services across the morning on Sunday, and then another service on Sunday evening. The details are on the website highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Have a blessed weekend and come back on Monday at this same time when we'll once again open the Word of God to the book of Matthew and study verse by verse.